0: Oh, good evening and welcome to the Midweek Fix on the LFC Trippers. I'm your host tonight, Keith Plunkett, which is surprising considering that Gav is here beside me, but we said we'd let him out of the house seat and let him have a talk because everybody who watches the show regularly knows that Gav loves to talk about Arsenal. So we said with the big <laughs> semi-final second leg coming up tomorrow night, what better way than to have Gav rant about the arse. Uh, so it's Gav and Kev joining me tonight. You may see some um, ticker going across the screen and some banners coming up um, with uh, a brand for uh, uh, a logo of Felacon. That is something that we're going to touch on, Gav. Do you want to briefly give the the lads a heads up on that one?
1: Yeah. So, so last year um, we helped out with Cian, um who's in America. and you know, had um, he's basically massive brain injuries from being a child, uh, from the time he was newborn. <laughs> And we helped raise, we helped be part of a push to raise $100,000 for him for, you know, after post surgery care, which is, would you call it medicine, yeah. stuff like that? Um, yeah. and that went, went excellent, excellently. Um, and then Sienna, um, last year, which we are part of raising 120,000 euros. Sienna at the moment is absolutely flying doing a physio and, um, targeting that. Uh, first day in school this September, which feels ages away, but it's not, it'll be here in no time. Um, and we have, we have plans to go to school or that day. She doesn't know it yet, but we're gonna <laughs> go to school. Or. Um, and this one is Con, and this, this is a charity, and um, they're based down in Cork. Um, I think it's Cork, and they are a charity that help bereaved parents and family who have lost children during pregnancy or just following pregnancy, you know, atopic deliveries and stuff like that. Um, and this charity was put to us. Um, it all came about because, and I won't get miles into it because I want to talk about it a bit more in detail yeah. later, but this this came about because we were doing a golf day where we just wanted we were looking for a day out, get a load of our lads together, have a day out, a few beers, a night out, wherever it might be. And we decided, you know what, And this charity stuff has become a massive thing for us. Um, So let's do a charity. This charity was, was, um, put to us. We looked at it and thought, this is fucking outstanding. And this charity really is. And it's one I've never heard before, heard of before. But when I read into it, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so this is a charity that we're going to partner with. Um, in a real really um involved way for the next six months and it will culminate in that golf day where we will look to get sponsorships on the day and all them details will come later but that's our sponsors or that's our charity partner for the next six months in an active way and we'll probably stay on as a as a charity partner forever because i don't think we should just have a charity for six months and get rid of you know best of luck and off we go so we've set up um we've set up funding pages and stuff like that, which I'll get into later. And um yeah, it's it's something that's a real big part of what we do and we're, we're more than happy to help when you see the work that these people do. And we will yeah. go into it later. Um, you know, they deserve absolutely um everything we can give them. And I know I'm very confident in the target we've set and I'm very confident in the people that watch this show and share it and get involved and go be above and beyond to to help us. So we'll talk about it in detail later. But that is um a new charity partner and they will be across all our shows that we don't do sponsors so they will be the sponsor of every show
0: from here until um definitely until june anyway yeah brilliant stuff and as you've said we'll discuss more at the end and give more more details but you know you touched on it there it's something that we're starting to do here now We. have the the track record that we've we've sort of pulled, not intentionally it's just something that we fell into it's just been excellent so look we'll we'll discuss it more further on but look moving away from that for the moment it's just mm-hmm. to give people the heads up of why they're gonna see the brand of falcon on the shows mm-hmm. um yeah the the game tomorrow night the ghost game will it happen won't it happen? Um Kev. Yes mate is this game gonna go ahead tomorrow?
2: Yeah, if it was going to be called, cold, it would have been cold today. Um, they'd have had their... Unless anything ha- dramatic happens tomorrow. There's a few things happened today, in fairness, with the um, COVID and Premier League, uh, and yeah. with the UK now relaxing their restrictions. I think what Phil Casey was talking about the other week with the way the NFL went, I think is a way that the Premier League are going to go. That um, if players are double vaccinated and boosted, and they're asymptomatic and not returning and they're returning negative flow tests, they'll be just allowed to train and play mm. uh they won't have to self isolate or anything like that. If they're a close contact, they won't have to self isolate. I think that's the way they're gonna go down because when you've got the likes of Burnley now with six games and the clock ticking, and <clears throat> you know, the end of the, the end of the season dates are fixed. They can't be moved because of the way next season is planned out. So I think these games have to happen. Uh, Tomorrow night is almost certain to happen. Now, what Arsenal are capable of putting out depends on the miracle water that uh, Mikel Arteta was uh, pouring out of his tap in the last seven days because going into the Spurs game on Sunday, they declared four players injured. And I think there's three of them that finished the game with us last week that were declared injured for the... Tottenham game that never happened. Yeah. So we'll see whether they're back or not tomorrow. Um, Assuming the COVID case is okay and has some kind of training in his legs. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe right for the bench, who knows. But the team sheets tomorrow night are going to be, it could tell you everything about what's going on at Arsenal. Because if they've pulled a stroke, it'll be in the team sheets. If they're telling the truth, it'll be in the team sheets. We don't know. And the problem is because of the lack of transparency, it's all
0: guesswork. Gav, Kev says we'll see tomorrow um, if there's been any skullduggery going on. Arsenal have one COVID case, Martin Odegaard. Um, they've injuries, they've players at AFCON. Apparently we had uh, pictures of the injured players training which were whipped down. I don't know how true that is. Um the game's not going to get called now, is it? There's no grounds for Arsenal to be able to call this game off when they're loaning out players left, right and centre. Surely they can produce a squad. And just to be clear, player safety, paramount, we're all on board with that. But the, the shy hawking that's been going on around COVID and postponements has to come to an end at some stage. And we can't see Arsenal being able to, to, to pull this game because it gives us a huge headache. Where does the game go in? Do you think it goes ahead or is there any fear that it doesn't? It goes ahead. Um, this, I put it on Twitter the other
1: day when I seen, you know, um, Arsenal, will, will, the, the game will go ahead and stuff like that. And they're meant to have this player back and that player back. And it was like, yeah, like a phoenix rising from the flames. You know, it's hilarious. You know, the big, listen, it. Player safety and and not only player safety, but the people in backroom staffs and yeah. walking within stadiums, within the within the confines of the stadium. That's that's where um that's where the safety thing is. But look, let's look. Let's go back to last week, right? The week before last, sorry. And what you're seeing from Liverpool was they made a declaration on the Tuesday with regards to what was going on. Um, they got test results, and on the back of that tried to keep everybody safe by closing their training ground and reported this away okay, yeah. to the EFL reported I'm done I presume the Premier League as well because they'd have to know for in advance of games the FA because the I think the FA cup game was after was the game after we were yeah, due to play Arsenal it was. first and Jurgen Klopp asked, answered every question about it he gave names. He he told you everything you needed to know. It was the most transparent thing you've ever seen yeah. when it comes to this. And Liverpool were absolutely ridiculed over this, right? Um, corruption, pulling a stroke, afraid of Arsenal. Um, it's because they have players away at the African Nations. All this sort of stuff, right? Which transparency doesn't help in this situation, clearly. Okay? Yeah. We get through that game against Arsenal and we then have... um Arsenal having the North London Derby being called off I don't know many COVID cases you have but the rules are all over the place and we're still sitting here not knowing the rules let's be honest about it we don't know for a fact what the rules are regarding Premier League games and who you can play not play call upon and reasons why you can have a game called off The, the Premier League saying today that they're going to I think it was the Premier League saying today that they're going to change the rules well tell us what the fucking rules are first and then we know when the changes come along because when you tell me the rules are going to change and then we they'll come out with a load of rules, how do we know they fucking changed? It's, yeah. it, it's absolutely ridiculous, right? Listen, if you don't think their Arsenal are going to put out a strong side here tomorrow, there's something wrong with you, right? Yeah. They got the North London Derby called off because they had a couple of injuries after the Liverpool game and they went, you know what? It's a, this is what it's all about now, taking yeah. advantage. And the funny thing is, is that they haven't opened their mouth about players, They haven't opened their mouth about COVID. They haven't opened their mouth about nothing. Arteta's doing interviews and he's saying nothing, right? But everyone's just going along going, Arsenal had a game called off and just whistling, walking down the street. Liverpool done it with all the transparency you would want and more, in my opinion. And they're absolutely bashed from pillar to post two weeks ago. So when it comes to this game, Arsenal will have a strong side out. All right. And you have to remember, and I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. They can come and tell me I'm, I'm mental. But at the end of the day, Arsenal were all over the shop going into that North London derby. Now, they get players back, Um, COVID situation, wherever it might be, right? Even even if they had a COVID situation on Saturday, then players can play tomorrow night. It's, it's five days later, they can play, Yeah. right? Plus... They get as strong a side as you can out to try and make a final. And when the Northern London derby comes around, they'll have all their players back. Now people would call you mad for that. But two weeks ago, when the transparency came out from <laughs> Liverpool, it was like, no, no, no. What the, the no no, this, they this, they that. They should be thrown out, they should be forfeiting games, 3 0 games. People want the Jordan Club taken before the tribunal <laughs> yeah. So at the end, look, you can say where you can say what you want about it, but right now, in my opinion, being transparent doesn't help you. Right? Being coy over doesn't have, doesn't disadvantage you. Okay? And you can find an advantage any way you want now. All
0: you have to do is report players injured. Simple as that. Well it's funny you say that and I'll stay with you on this one because another friend of yours, Brendan Rogers, done an interview and with a big smoke face on him was more or less saying the rules are clear. It doesn't say in anywhere in the rules that it has to be COVID related if you can't play a team, if you don't have thirteen players no. and a goalkeeper. Yeah, because
1: what they're saying is it, it's not about they're not counting the covert cases first anymore, they're counting them last. Yeah, so yeah. what they so what clubs are going in is going right, listen, we've 25 players and we've 12 injured or we've 10 injured, right? We've 10 injured, and they go, you've 15 left, yeah, but three of them have COVID now, right? So yeah. what they're doing is that back, the back, the loading are at the back end of it, right? So if you come in, and you go. You have two COVID cases and you have 10 out, that's 12. You still have 14, you can bring this fella in as well. They go, Well, them two have back injuries. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? How many cases did Arsenal have at the weekend? COVID? Yeah. One. One. Yeah.
0: One case.
1: case. case. Okay. So, but they had four new injuries. Right. So, hold on. If there was no pandemic, no pandemic, and Arsenal rocked up to the North London Derby, under no pandemic, Right, with X amount of the players out and one guy out because he has the flu. Mm. Is that game going ahead? Of course it is. Yeah. yeah. Because what they'll do is they'll turn and they'll say, Well, listen, you can pick many of them under 23 there's not an issue. What's happened here is a massive muddying of the water, and everyone is taking advantage of it. Everyone, and the one club, right, there's possibly more, but the one club that for me has been the most transparent, and I'm probably saying that because I see everything that Liverpool say. The one that's been the most transparent is the one that most accusations have been thrown against. Most—it's absolutely ridiculous.
2: But what you're finding as well, look, it's a quiet transfer window. There's nothing going on, so nothing generates traffic on radio station phone-ins, on newspaper websites, than clickbait Liverpool stories, clickbait Manchester United stories. Doesn't matter what it is. There's a falling out with Pogba. There's Ronaldo's having a hissy fit, and Jurgen Klopp. Nothing generates traffic and that generates revenue and that generates money. Now, at the end of the day, football is a business and it's a business from their side of it as well. So you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because Manchester United and Liverpool are the two biggest clubs in the country by a country mile, by an absolute distance. So when things go quiet, they'll run a Liverpool story. It's just the way it is. And they'll blow it out of all proportion. And we're sat here online looking at the responses going, what the fuck? What are these people talking about? And we're sat there scratching our arse like, what's going on? You know, these are the rules. We we know this. You know, when you get false positives, you have to treat it as if it was a positive case and go through the process. It's three tests. They take three days. It's an independent company. It's self-explanatory. Everybody knows this, but everybody conveniently forgets it when there is tribalism and when there's agendas. And be it agendas against players, managers, or clubs, agendas win out. And that's just the way like this. It's shit here, but it is what it is
0: very true very true um, uh, did a do comment there um, was great by Meme Create it was great seeing Keith along with the boys on Cop TV after the game on the weekend hope you all had fun maybe ask what you go to karaoke song his assignment a like Garfunkel the sound of silence or any dropkick Morphe's track yeah I had a little chat with Alex um, after the oh. game people may have seen oh, I was over there me, me, me young lad's first game He was, I was, delo- I was like it was like my first game the excitement to go on over mm-hmm. and Gav you will go through this when, when, when Callum is at that age as well and bringing your son to his first game does a, does a bit of something about that and I, I was like a kid myself but um, yeah it was great to get on and chat with Alex he's a, he's a good lad he's been on air shows before and he's a sound fella Um so I enjoyed doing that but I uh, go to karaoke song mine is meatloaf 203 ain't bad but I am extremely versatile I can do sort of versatile.
1: extremely
0: <laughs> versatile I, I can just um go with the flow depending on the moods coming back from uh, the match that day actually they were very quick story very quick story um, mm-hmm. we were walking home from the game couldn't get a taxi couldn't get a bus any of that stuff so we're walking down and we seen a pub side of the road I won't name it went in 5 o'clock or whatever karaoke blasting with 80s tunes on it <laughs> it was like it was like was um, the city centre? it was on the way to the city centre it, um, it was was it near, the, was, it near um, was it near the Adelphi Hotel? no it was it, it was a, there's near. A,
1: there's a bar along by uh, down by the Adelphi Hotel, and it does be fucking
0: bouncing from one end of the day to the next. All karaoke, absolutely brilliant. It was near um, the the police Merseyside Police headquarters. It wasn't okay. wasn't far from there. It bit wasn't bit far bit. from there. But anyway, went in, ate these tunes while banging. Um, so I didn't I didn't do it my son was a bit embarrassed he didn't want me to grow up and sing but there was a fella was on and he was doing uh, Oliver's Army by Elvis Costello yeah. Elvis uh, old Declan McManus he doesn't want that song being sung anymore your man was brilliant on it so I'm thinking I might squeeze that one into my me, me next karaoke night but uh, yeah I, I love a karaoke I love a sing song Gav what you go to karaoke tune some might say by Oasis is definitely up there yeah, um, little full tapper. Get the get the show going. Yeah, um, I like
1: try a little tenderness by the commitments. Oh,
0: they now. Yeah, It's <laughs> a bit of a jump. Yeah, that's a bit it of a leap. <laughs> it
1: it's um, it's from the famed, is a classic, It's from the fame. Yeah. Second album, I'd say. When um when it comes to karaoke and um, <laughs> yeah, it's I'll probably leave it at that. There's more. If you get me in the humour, like I'd, I'd stay up all night, I'll do a full fucking full set. Yeah, full you know, that set. Leave them wanting more. Yeah, so, but yeah, probably probably Um, some might say by Oasis or Don't Look Back and Anger is a good, good one as well. It gets yeah, people you going. Go you around. have to get people yeah. going, you know, sort of, but you have to get them joining in.
0: So if you can yeah. get that, you're, you're absolutely flying. Kev, what about you? Do you have any karaoke numbers? What's your, what's your go to?
2: <laughs> I know my limits, and I know what I can do, and I know what I can't do. But I'm in a uh, pub if I'm drinking. Usually, like, the last time I was out, there was a guy doing, and he had a guitar, and he was at the back of the pub, and he was knocking out tunes and what have you. And there was a lot of eighties, late 80s metal and early 90s metal, like Guns N' Roses, Metallica, all that kind of stuff that he, no, was, he was knocking out. <laughs> and when he started, everyone in the pub just started singing. I wouldn't sing on me own. I can't sing. I, I'm torn, deaf. I, I haven't ever got to the stage where I've drank enough that I've got there. You know, but we were we do that all the time. You know, my missus is very good. My missus would be the same, similar to you, meatloaf, um, driving by the dashboard lights. Um, oh, she does a bit across. of paradise,
0: does she? But yeah. yeah, she have a look. You uh, her there's going to be a, a social <laughs> yeah, she, deal coming up she's soon. Very good, we yeah. like, well, <laughs> it's probably her.
2: Yeah,
0: you know
1: that is our go-to etc. You know like, like, you remember um Tony? Uh, what was his name of Only Fools and Horses? Tony Tony, Tony um, oh. t- <sighs> Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo yeah. Uh, yeah. Keith, be the, <laughs> <Raquel and Tony, laughs> the best yeah. one, the best one I ever the best one I ever Zoe. seen though was um I was at a wedding um going and one of my best mates, so it was Best Manor and he had a band, now the band were fucking phenomenal, they were brilliant, they'd done everything from 60s right up to today it's going, we're going back 5, 6 years now I think and mm-hmm. um, my wife had been on the the Hende, which <coughs> funny enough was in Liverpool right, and she said Jesus the a girl was on that handy. she's a brilliant singer you know, and I said alright so the band are playing anyway, next to all this girl gets up on the stage, it must have been pre-organised that they let her sing, you know so she grew up to sing... Tony Angelino... Sorry, not the Angelino. Tony Angelino... Angelino. Um They're Singing dust, man... And this girl gets up... I'm at the bar... The wife comes over... Well, you see this one... I says... Ah, oh, come here... She's probably talking shite... Probably thought she was deadly... On the on the last... Yeah. You know, in Liverpool... She, she's dirt... She grew up... <laughs> and she sang... Um, you know Tina Turner... And Ike Turner... What's the song they sing together?
0: Which one? The few... Ah, the most famous one... River Deep Mountain High... Yeah. Proud Mary... Yeah. Proud Mary... And oh, my God... It was fucking
1: phenomenal, <laughs> and when I say your man done the bit at the start as Ike Turner, you know, that the lobby, and she just started yeah. talking, and she would all the moves and everything. It was absolutely ridiculous. It's the best thing I've ever seen from somebody just getting up on a stage on a whim. It was
0: absolutely brilliant. So that's Quality. Quality, yeah. We'll discuss more. We'll discuss karaoke. We should some do more. a show on it. We should do. We should do. Uh, definitely in the coming weeks. But anyway, back to the match. Back to the match. Um, Kev, hmm. um, what way do you see Liverpool lining up? How do you expect to see coming out uh, for this one tomorrow night? Um, what way do you see us going? Do you think there will be many changes? Will it be full strength? Or
2: where do you see... I think, we, going
0: with?
2: I think we made just the one change. Um, Ox drops out because of his injury. Tacky comes in. And same again. I don't see any reason to change it. I don't think... I don't think we can change it. I don't think we've got the personnel to change it. Yeah, you could drop in Kanati at the back if you wanted to fiddle around. Or if you wanted to give Joe Come as a runner wouldn't make a blind bit of difference. If you want to drop Simicass in for Robo, wouldn't make much of an odds the way they're both playing this season, they're both absolutely fine. But as for the rest, there's there's nobody else. There's, there's we're we're at the we're at the limit of what we can do to put out a good a good side. Without compromising things, and I mean, Devox, I was hoping, I thought that he might be available for the bench, but apparently he's not. He's not going to be ready. Um, Thiago won't be back until the Cardiff game at best. Yeah. But with a hip injury, you don't know. So we're at the limit of what we can what we can change. So it's for me, it's a case of uh, the shape. And does he stick with the 4-3-3, the tried and tested, against what Arsenal could put out, which is potentially a back five? Or do we change it to a diamond in midfield and do it that way? I don't know. I hope that we just go a straight change and leave Bobby and Jota through the middle and Jones pushing high up, you know, on the left-hand side to link with Robbo. That's about... The way I could see it panning out, but I just don't see any options for any real changes. I people asking there for Kay Gordon and stuff like that. Look, it's semi final of a League Cup, second leg away from home. It's there's no need to put that kind of pressure on him. If it was a fourth round and you're away at Arsenal, yeah, he played no problem. Wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't matter, but. There's no need to play him. And I wouldn't mind giving him 20 minutes at the end. Fine. If you're ahead or if you're going into extra time. Uh, Because this game can go to extra time. So, you know, you've got to box clever as well. You know, Um, there's no need. I, I just. I think with tacky with the goal as well that he scored, you've got to give him his head. And if you want to bring Gordon in later on in the game, fine. You know, but not from the start. There's. I just wouldn't. Any chance Keller goes back into go? Doubt it. Doubt it at this stage. The I think Alisson is pretty set in there. Uh, there's two more games to go before they the, the, they go off to their qualifiers. So um, I just don't see too many too many changes other than that to be to be honest.
0: Gav, what about yourself? Um, do you agree with Kev? Or uh, looking at Chris's comment there, He's going Alisson, Alison, Trent, Matip. Virgil Robbo, Hendo, Fabinho, Milner, Jota, Firmino, and Jones. Do you um, think it'd be along those lines, or do you think there may be one or two more changes? As Kev went through the defence, is where you might see one mm. or two chops. I think it's. I think it's. Um, it's going to be a bit different to the way we
1: looked at it last week because if you remember, we had a game called off against Arsenal. We played through mm. to be in the cup, missing a lot of players in that, and I thought you'd go fairly strong. In the Arsenal game Which he did Because of He wants to get minutes and legs Going into the Brentford game This is a bit different They've had Some have had be Some have had Arsenal And Brentford Now I know that was four days ago But it doesn't matter He still has Palace in three days And he has players more up to speed Than he had a week ago So He may look to make a couple of changes In this one And protect a few for Palace Because I know it's a semi-final I know that But but Sunday's bigger Mm. It's just simply that it's bigger. Yeah, I
2: agree. You know,
1: that. when you take when you take the romance out of it, we're in we're in it we're in it. We're hanging on to a league title um, race, I suppose, or, or push. We're hanging on by the skin of our teeth, you know. And we need to just keep winning in the league, and that has to be the priority. And when you look, Spores win very late tonight. Um, they can go in three points of us if they win all the games than that. hand. You know, it is tight up there. Chelsea have faltered a little bit. Sunday's a huge chance to put a bit of daylight between us and Chelsea and let them scrap with people behind them. So, for me, I think Alisson stays in goal. I agree with Kev. I think Trent will play because Trent didn't look great against Arsenal. He looked good against Brentford, but I think Trent's one of those where he needs two or three to get going. That's just the way he is. I think he will do kanate and Virgil van Dijk. I think he'll do Simakas at left-back. Um you know, Robertson got a bit of a knock against um Shrewsbury, if you remember. He does yeah. play against Arsenal and he plays at the weekend. A little rest is no problem. And Simic has been more than enough cover. He's he's absolutely fine. Um and again you have to look at it in the context of I know what I know it's a semi final, but you need to look ahead. Midfield, I don't want to see Milner and Henderson in the same midfield. I'll put it on record, I don't want to see them in the same midfield again. Ever um, again. Ever again. Unless unless one of them is playing in the in the deepest role. Where a Milner goes in and plays for Fabinho and Henderson gets a, a partner beside him where that can control the game and Henderson can move forward. I don't want the two of them in the eights anymore. I am break glass, emergency, and one of them has to play in the six um fine. Fabinho's all about rhythm. We know this. We know this. And he's you, you've seen him. I thought he was I thought he was a bit ropey. Um he was okay against Shrewsbury, Arsenal, Brentford, it's it's improving all the time. It's improving all the time, so I'd leave three goals, goals as well. Yeah, three goals as well, which is brilliant. I'd leave, I'd leave him there. Now the other two was is the issue, right? Because I will a hundred percent play Cortis Jones oh, yeah. in the middle of the pack. One hundred percent play Cortis Jones, and then it's who you put with him. Right? And I think he'll go with Henderson. I think he will go with Henderson. I think, I think Palace could be a game for Milner to come in and be a bit of a dog of war in there against Palace because they still have, uh, what's his name? I want to say Mihailovic but that's not his name. They still, have uh, yeah, still have yeah, but
2: he, he, uh, he only comes off the bench these yeah, days. Yeah, but he they, they still have
1: players like that that you probably need to match up against. So that's what I'm thinking there. I would go I would go Curtis Jones and I would go Henderson, right? And up front, I think it'll be Jota off the left. I think it'll be Firmino and I actually would play Kay Gordon. I would. And I just, it, it's, it. when, when you put the three of those lads up against Arsenal that you did the last time, there's no physical presence. Okay? So they're all looking for little passes and little intricacies. Right? And that's fine. But when it doesn't work, you need pace. And they, all, they were all a bit, a bit too similar for me. Jota isn't, I suppose as much he's a bit more direct, wants to get into space, wants to pull off defenders. I've no issue with that. But at times you need something different, and Ox would have played for me because he's that bit more direct than Minamino. Um I'd play Kay Gordon and I'd say to him, Listen, don't worry about it. Go out and play. You're good in the ball, yeah. you hold on to it well, but you have pace and you can hold them. Do you know what I mean? And there might even be an argument, there might even be an argument to play Gordon and
0: Minamino either side of Jota There might even be an argument for that. I was going to say that would, uh, you know, keep one of the either Firmino or Jota in reserve just in case you need to bring them on if you go with a garden. And uh, Oscar Wolf puts a comment in there about what about Tacky in midfield. He's done okay there. Now, I don't know, like a midfielder Fabinho, Tacky and let's say Curtis Jones, it, it should have more legs and more pressing <clears throat> ability than than Milner and and handout, but it'll be interesting to see what he does. I'd switch them over as well, by the way. I'd play Henderson on the left hand side and i let Jones be the man on the right.
1: Because that's yeah. the player that wants to get forward. And Henderson has just become somebody that nearly is doubting himself and starts chipping passes and hooking passes into the air and stuff like that. I'd nearly change around. I need to throw something at them because I say again, Keith, they're not coming in tomorrow with a load of reserves. Any reserves yeah. they have they've sent on fucking loan. So if they have if they have enough players to play this game tomorrow. You're going to see as strong as Arsenal side as they can
0: put out. What do you think they can do? Have you any idea what you're thinking on what Arsenal do? So we we know Ramsdale playing goal.
2: Yeah, I've written down an Arsenal eleven here. Uh, I just said Ramsdale and goal, Tommy Asu, Gabriel, Holding, and Tierney as back four. White and Lakonga as your two holding mids. Saka, Lacazette, and Martinelli as your three attacking mids, and Inquetti up front.
1: Okay, so out of all them and I don't disagree with that, but how, out of all
0: them, how many of them weren't available at the weekend? Tamiyassu and Tierney were Tommy injured. Asu. Saka was injured.
2: Tamiyassu, Tierney, um, Saka, and one other. Oh, God. Who else?
0: Was a holding? Have you got Holden?
2: Hold- yeah, I have, but it might have been holding at white, and then you had um, Cedric went off injured against us, and
0: Jack is suspended. Yeah. Okay. yeah. The will be I mean, on paper, it, they're not the strongest team, Arsenal, but, you know, the home thing, they, they'll they feel like There's the bad boys are coming Get into town. Yeah. in that. Yeah. There
2: are
0: plenty of in that, front. That's where I'd worry about Milner and Henderson playing in there, would be in the fourth leg, they lost Xhaka which you know, routine at this stage, it's not the it's not as rodeo getting a red card. They went their midfield consisted of Laconga, Saka, and Martinelli. That's not a midfield. And they gave us the run around because they were quick and they were just yeah. able to back, you know, get up and support the forward when they needed to, and they were able to just run through where stagnant midfield. Um Who's I'd be worried about that.
1: Who's the cover case? right no, the guard.
0: Guard. It's a COVID case for yeah. sports he
1: can play tomorrow yeah. yeah he
2: can play but he probably hasn't trained today yesterday or, yeah, no today or tomorrow would be the first day that he could train so he could probably have a training session in the morning depends he no, might but, be on I the d- bench he could
1: have had one today yeah
0: it'll be interesting to see what he does you know if he's I'd, if, be, amazed, I'd be amazed if you look at that Arsenal
1: side tomorrow and you go wow there's fucking Jesus they do have an awful lot missing because yeah. Because I can't they, see that. No, because Ramsdale is the goalkeeper. Tommy Ashley yeah. is the right back, and we think they'll play, right? Yeah. yeah. Centre back, Team. Gab- Gabriel and Holding. It's and normally Gabriel and White. But yeah. But could Partey be back because he's gone out of the AFCON? No. No, they, no. they
2: only went out today, so there's physically no way he can okay. be back in the midfield. Right.
1: So they're moving one player out of centre half to play in midfield, and they're I putting centre half in there in Holding, who's probably their first backup, in fairness, yeah. right? Left back, Tierney.
2: Yeah. The, uh, I don't think he played the
1: other fella. First choice. Um midfield, then you're going with Ben White and Lakonga, who who has played quite a bit. Yeah, so you're missing party, but that's that's irrelevant as to what was going on at the weekend. Um and then Saka, Martinelli.
2: Yeah. And i I think he'll put Lacazette in a ten.
1: Right. So them three are usually part of a front four. Yeah. So Enkette, or whatever Enkete, his name is, yeah. is the guy Eddie that's gonna go up front. Right? Yeah. Or Oh, the guard comes back and they put it like in the middle. Which like is what we'd like suspect. Said. Yeah. yeah. So don't basically basically team what teams you're teams. telling me is is Arsenal are putting now more or less their strongest eleven that they could have yeah. at yeah. this stage, but disregarding um AFCON, because that's happening in everyone. They're basically putting out their strongest side. Yeah. So there's no so, would, so you how you can have one COVID case and these are all available now on Thursday when they weren't available to play on Sunday. So, Right.
2: The only thing I'd say outside of that eleven, I don't know what they've got left.
0: Well, Smith Rowe is back, isn't he?
2: Smith Rowe may be back. Odegaard may be available, but outside of that, they're they, okay. they're down to So you, the If you pick, pick
1: a bench for them, Leno I have the be on the bench. Yeah, Leno yeah. be, Leno on, the be on the bench. Smith Rowe could be on the bench. Chambers, Chambers, Lecon, uh, the con, the guy. Left oh, he was back.
2: another one that was declared injured. Chambers.
1: Yeah, the guy, the, the guy at left back who's not very good. Which one? They have a few of them.
2: Tavares. Tavares, Tavar- 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 Tavar. Tavar- yeah,
1: yeah. He'll be oh, there. Right. He'll be on the bench. Um, who
0: else plays in midfield for them? Xhaka is obviously suspended. He's suspended. Yeah, the midfield is what's killing them because yeah, they the don't have bodies there. So what not, they've no options. You know, the long, they loaned out Ainsley Maitland and Noyles who could have played midfield from. him, They loaned him out. Yeah. They must have players. They had that young Charlie Patino played uh, yeah, in the the cup. Yeah, he was the in the yeah. Maybe he's available. And that would be yeah. the only sort of surprise I can see because I agree. I, I think you're looking at Arsenal. I think are being generous, putting Ben White in midfield. I think they're going to play back three. I think it's the same personnel, but I think it's going to be a three at More, the back, yeah. two fullbacks. They'll have La Conga and I think Odegaard will play in there with them. I think then you'll have La Cazette up front and you'll have Saka and... Uh, yeah.
2: I think, man, they,
0: I, man, yeah, man. I
2: think they'll start off with a 4-2-3-1. But I think if they get a goal ahead, they'll go back into a 5 because they'll want to win it in 90. Because they whatever they have on the bench, they will not want to do extra time. And ex, well from what I've read, uh, away goals count, but only in extra time. So if it's what? 1-1, at the end of 120 minutes, the away goal counts. It doesn't go to penalties.
0: I thought he got rid of it.
2: No. That's going forward after this season, but apparently this is the last season of it.
1: Um,
2: Whether I might be wrong, but from what I've read, that's the story. <clears throat>
1: I always thought I yeah, I always thought on, uh, away goals in the league cup only counted when it went into extra time in the second yeah. leg which was ridiculous you know yeah. what I mean um, Yeah I
2: think it is as well I, look I personally I think it should be penalties after 90 minutes and uh, job done but I think that yeah. should be across the board anyway
1: Yeah but but I, I I'm not too sure it, it could be a case of extra time tomorrow but away goals still don't count you know the sort I I don't know um because but let's be honest; we don't really pay attention to the league no, cup We're not
2: beyond really, the fourth round, really. <laughs> most years. Yeah, yeah. You know, just saying, saying that, I think we've been in more league cup finals than any other club.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, but not in the eight. last decade. Not in the last,
2: not in the last ten years, years but yeah, ten years. But in general, it Wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a competition. Oh no, no, that's been we lost.
1: We lost against City in two thousand Oh years. yeah, four season, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But yeah, it's a competition that's normally good to us, you know, and right. it has been over years, but. I do I I I like it for different reasons. I like it because you get to see the kids who you saw in pre-season. You get to yeah. see them in September and October and see how the couple of months of back at Melbourne or back at the Access center has helped them since you've seen them in the pre-season friendlies and ho- you hope that they kick on again kind of thing. You know, but that's I by the, by December I'm, I, I start usually, getting nervous watching that by then.
1: Yeah, it's usually that no business by the end of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's because you, you know what yourself, it's,
2: the two, it's just it's, it's the two extra games in January. That's the that's the big kicker. For, that's the yeah. big kick in the knackers for me It's like just when you you've got the third round of the FA Cup, you've got over the Christmas and the New Year's fixture list, and right there's two more games to play, and. Any hope you had of a mid season or a, a winter break gone out the window because you're flogging ho- players like horses. It's it's just I mean, they talk about player welfare with COVID, but it's an absolute nonsense.
1: It's going to get very yeah, interesting. It, it
2: really is. It's going to
1: get very interesting I mean, Two seconds I gotta get a can. Yeah, no worries. When you when you change when you change these rules, right? When you change these rules and you put a stop to what's going on or whatever or whatever loophole is there or teams just going for injuries first and backing it up with COVID, right? It's going to be very interesting come I suppose the end of January when the league the first two rounds of the cup are out away and you're getting a clearer picture as to what Premier League teams aren't left in it and who's free. You're going to get a case of I think you're going to get a case of close going, we're not playing that day. I'm yeah. not playing Sunday, Tuesday, fucking Friday, Monday um, to sue you because you call games off. Like, Borley would well be in the rights to fucking say that. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? And, l- yeah. like, we were talking about this game being off. And if this game is off, the only other week, midweek we had available before the League Cup final was the midweek before the League Cup final. So, yeah. if Liverpool actually stay in, if Liverpool win this and stay in the FA Cup, I don't know where they're playing the Leeds game. I genuinely yeah. don't. You could actually see Liverpool playing, and you have Champions League as well, you could actually see Liverpool playing, say, a Saturday. A Tuesday. A Tuesday. Tuesday. They could play fucking, they could put them in, if they're playing on a Sunday, they could throw them in on a Friday. It'll it, right. be all over the place. And you will get clubs going, listen, for the for the safety of their players, you can't be asking them to play fucking six games in 14 days or something, whatever it might be, because you're meant to have 48 hours between... Um,
0: Games, fixtures, yeah, you know what yeah. I
1: mean, and I'm sure that I'm sure that <clears> lengthens <throat> out a bit more if it's between three fixtures as opposed to two. So it's going it's going to be um it's going to be very interesting when it comes around to rearranging these games. Not only because there's not many weekends left or week mid weeks left, but the fact that trying to match up the teams, yeah. right, to see if they're available. And once you've Liverpool, Chelsea, United, um, City involved, um, they won't have a fucking week left unless you mm-hmm. go to the no. FA Cup.
0: And, and who's in the Europa? Guys, Leicester, are they still in the Europa or did they get knocked out of Spurs, Spurs are, are
1: gone. Spurs, Spurs
0: are gone. I think, I think Leicester, Leicester in the
2: conference.
0: West Ham. West Ham. West Ham are still in there. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know West what Ham way there for rescheduled games. But yeah, it's going to become a nightmare. Like, mm. You know, how do you, do you get them in? It is well, lucky in the sense that we only have one to get in there. Do you know, some teams do have more, but then they don't have the European um, commitments that we have. So yeah, it,
1: that's I where see I, see I
0: think a postponement could be tricky, you know, in this one. I just think it's it's Arsenal could be told, look, the the rule states, isn't it, that the game can be postponed once it can be played, you know, in a, a an agreeable time frame. Hmm. And if this was to get postponed tomorrow, I don't think there is that that luxury. See, other, I think we would get the
2: The other problem is you know the UEFA have funny rules about um Domestic league games being played on nights that their games are yes,
1: rough. yeah, Champions League. So, games.
2: yeah, so say we're we play into Milan, say for argument's sake, on a Tuesday night, we don't play the following week, we play the week after. Mm-hmm. So, that next week, we wouldn't have a game, yeah, we play Tuesday, Saturday, then yeah. we wouldn't have a midfield. You're, not meant,
1: you're not meant to have any top flight European football played on Champions League nights. League that's football. just not
2: yeah, that's just not going to be practical or possible.
1: No 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 it won't be now. It won't be now. Won't be now. You know.
2: They're gonna to have to bend that rule out So it's just another PR gimmick from UEFA to say this is our product and this is all you're gonna be allowed to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Laura Duffy says Leicester got them with from the Europa to the Conference League. That's a blatant sting for of them. Uh, yeah, Brendan yeah. won't be happy with that. Um, I'd say he will treat that with utter disdain and will probably refuse to play and say they haven't got players and take the the ban out of that one like Spurs got. Um, but yeah, the the players that will be available for Arsenal, you know, it's I think it will be stronger than maybe they're letting on. They play the, born, the they play, play. at two o'clock on on Sunday, the same time we play Palace. Yeah, so
1: it's it's the exact same setup as last week. Yeah, it's the exact same setup as last week. Thursday, Sunday at two o'clock. And um, the other thing, well, is, maybe I the, think w- they were half far, far meant to be on Sunday, weren't
2: they? But, yeah, like well, with Spurs' results tonight, that's heat pressure right back on on Arsenal now. To Arsenal have to match everything the Spurs do. Because yeah, because Spurs, because
1: Spurs have Spurs have taken advantage of of United not being in great form. Spurs yeah. themselves, even Chelsea falling back now. Um, yeah. not saying falling back. I think we're two
0: points clear them with the game in hand. I think. Two, two, two games,
1: games in, Two games in hand. Yeah, with oh, yeah. two
0: games over Chelsea. Chelsea and are one point ahead of them. Point ahead of them, two games in hand. Yeah. yeah Chelsea okay. are are in you know, they they're going through a rough patch at the moment and it is allowing for about, I know oh, we, you've said oh they were awful. They mm, were they, they were yeah. awful. You know, and yeah. it's one of them that people sort of cry about Liverpool squad and look at Chelsea, look at Chelsea, but there's a lot of flaws in that squad. Do you know what I mean? Like, does, it's not... Look, it's to not, me looks, there's a bit the of squad. tension in the squad, Keith. Yeah. And that's not...
1: Look, that's... BT made a... He- I think it was, B- it was on BT, I watched the last thing. Um, yeah. It was BT, wasn't it? it was, and they yeah, made a hell of a lot over Zoyech and, and Lukaku kind of having a bit of a disagreement on the pitch. It happens all the time. Yeah. But what I would say is that, looking at Ziyech, I think he's being kind of left out a couple of times when he feel he shouldn't have been. And then he sees Lukaku doing whatever he's done, apologising and coming straight back into the team. That might mm-hmm. be a little bit of, he gets fucking straight back in, I, I'm doing everything I'm being asked of and I'm being dropped out. And Tuchel has talked quite a bit about him being tired and stuff like that. And, you know, everyone's tired, yeah. you know, everyone's dealing with everything, Um I hope it's the downfall of them. I hope yeah. him in three months they fuck them out the door, to be honest. that I I one of the
0: old boys. They're
2: away to, at the Club World Cup coming up, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So that's why they've had to try to ram fixtures in yeah. to, so the, when they're away for that. But Lukaku looks like an absolute monumental disaster of a signing. Not just yeah. the fee that they paid for him,
1: but it's, it's a, almost But they're not playing a, around, they're not playing to his strengths. Like if you watch them, did they, they go away to Chelsea Or the Arsenal was it Arsenal on the opening day? They went away. I'm nearly sure he did. He scores. Reece James scores. They beat Arsenal. No, Arsenal
0: play Brentford on the opening day, Arsenal don't play No, Brentford, it was the yeah. second
1: game. Then it was because Arsenal was one of those games. Arsenal were beaten in the first tree, and they went away and they played it into Lukaku's feet. And as soon as it went into his feet, they had two and three running off him, just going. Listen, just just touch it. Don't have to do anything. I'll just touch it somewhere and they were gone like a light and they were opening them up and Rhys James was bombing on. And now when you've seen it last night, the ball was going to Lukaku and he was taking a touch. Because his, his touch isn't great, but he was having to take a touch, another touch, look around, who support me. They were slow to get up to him. They weren't giving him options. And he just looks like he's marooned up there. You know the sort of way. What you need with Lukaku is you need to... He you basically need to play wall passes off Lukaku yeah. because of his height. When it comes up to him, don't don't ask him to chest it and control it and look and play football. Just bounce it off him, and then he turns goes in behind. Players run off him. He gets in the box, and he's quite a good penalty box striker. But what they're doing at the moment just looks so out of touch. And he's he is missing players because I think I genuinely think he has eleven or twelve that he trusts and wants to play in that system.
0: And I don't think he feels the rest of them suit. See, I think. I think he has too many players and he's not managing the squad well enough. I think there's too many players playing in those wide positions or behind the, for- the forward position and there's constant chopping and changing. Two weeks, you'll get Zoyech playing there. Then you'll get Pulisic. Then you'll get Mount. Then you'll get um, Callum Hudson-Odoi. But that's what I'm then saying. Then you'll get... Else, but there's no. It just doesn't seem to be. You know, it's it's <coughs> there's no cohesion, and players are going to get disgruntled with that. Exactly, but when, you, when you add then.
1: when when you add in the COVID stuff and the injuries, suspensions, wherever yeah. it might be, right? But well, that's what I'm saying. I think if this wasn't happening, I think he would have four players up there. I think I I would say it's Lukaku. I would say it's Mason Mount. Um, yeah. I would say it's. I think Havertz to be in there as well, and it. You definitely have four where you go. That's my four. I want mm-hmm. Lukaku up front. I want Havertz off. I want Mount on one side, and I want I don't know who else on the other side. One of and, the other. Six and that's on the that's other my side. four. And I'm going with them as much as I can. And these players will drop in here for 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, and I might play them if I think you know it's a game where I can get away with it. But right now they're all over the place, and and if you don't play to Lukaku the way you should play to him. he's He looks a fucking liability. You've seen yeah. him when he was at United. Now, he was massive when he was at United. He's gone way too big.
0: Yeah.
1: But United left him up there on his own, nearly expecting he'll bully whole uh, defences and we'll be sitting back here looking to play on the break and they couldn't get up to him. And he just looked all over the place. People are just yeah. eating him up. Do you know what I mean? He went away to But he we went away to Italy, said, yeah, we said, away uh, to Italy no, where to sit the sit a bit enter. deeper. And he sit a bit deeper and he gave him a chance to touch and shoot. Do you know what I mean? Rather than 50 yards. But yard, he had a strike partner. In Italy. Yeah. He had
0: Letaro Martinez playing up exactly. there with him. And, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that means he's not taking all of the attention. No, to because the centre back.
1: Can, you can just flick it to this fella or pass it to him for time and get around the, around the back and stuff it's like that. It's
0: also a different level of competition. I mean, you,
2: not, you know, Serie A isn't a Serie A of old. It, no. Out, outside of four or five teams, the drop-off is significant. So, yeah. I mean, and in fairness, you look at Lukaku, you take what he did at Inter out of Lukaku's career. He's a bang average striker. He, re- he is. He's gone for a lot of money. He's not a very good footballer. He's yeah. good in and around the box. He can finish if you put it on a plate for him. But in general, he's not a good footballer.
0: Ultimately, he's flat to save you need, at that look, top level. You
1: need people around them Because when he was at Everton, I think he had Ross Barkley around him, if I remember mm. rightly really at the time. And the thing about Ross Barkley was, Ross Barkley used to pick up positions. Right, pick up positions wide, right, wide, left to get a touch, put it in the box for Lukaku to go for, yeah. right, or get into a position where he's in between midfield and, and defense, get it and go bang and put it in that channel, and he's gone after it. He had some of the feed off these. What I seen from Chelsea last night was balls being hooked from left wing back and right wing back, and even centre centre backs at times, and it was just aimed up in his general direction with nobody yeah. around them. Nobody around but him. the other side. And he of the actually game looked game. most he looked most dangerous when Chelsea moved up the pitch in the last from probably 75 to 85, and then probably could have lost it from there. But he, he looked most dangerous when Chelsea moved up the pitch and went, Look, you don't get involved in here. You know what I mean? We only want you involved to work quick breaking and stuff like that. Other than that, don't get involved in the box. And he looked a bit more dangerous, and Brighton looked afraid of him. But i I'd be quite happy playing. Um, Lukaku on the halfway line when they're hitting 40, 50 yard balls and because as big as yeah, he is yeah. he's not good at holding the ball up. Firmino will do it better for you.
0: Yeah. You know, and people might wonder why we're spending a lot of time talking about Chelsea but look they're sort of in around us they're in the final um, we're hoping to get into that final so uh, before we, we give a bit more on the the the, um, Felicon stuff uh, Gav how do you see the match going tomorrow night? Yeah um,
1: I think it'd be a good game. I think I think we're shaping up to be a good game. Kind of a cagey one last week before Jacob was just yeah. ridiculous, and then Arsenal decided to right, double down on this, and we're not really interested. And Liverpool hadn't got Liverpool just hadn't got the the way we're able to to go and beat them. And I suppose you've seen uh, it did really look like players that missed some football and were coming back and getting up to the pace of it. I expect it to be quite intense. I wouldn't be afraid of their crowd because they only have fucking two songs. Um so don't worry about that. They just have they just shout Arsenal continuously for fucking ninety minutes. Um awful fucking crowd. Yeah. Uh, but what I'd love what I'd like to see Liverpool do is I'd nearly like to see Liverpool go out there and go, you know what? Yeah, come on, let's be cagey then. Because Arsenal fans will just go fucking mad over that they'll just like, attack, attack, attack. We're the best in the world, will you not? But let, if you want to believe that, you will. And Arsenal's best performance for me this season have been when teams have pushed onto them and left themselves a bit exposed. Um, I don't want to see us do that. I want to see us come out and make it one of those games where both sets of defenders are standing on their 18-yard line and we play it in that gap and then see where we can get. And that, uh, I th- 3-1 Liverpool.
0: Yeah. David Lennon has terrible Rumble Cup second leg semi final belly on him. He's going for a two 0 Arsenal win. Um we don't like that sort of carry on around around. <laughs> Wait, here,
1: Andy but, finds you know. out he's
0: Andy's mate. Yeah. <laughs> Andy won't be talk. Yeah, you won't be having it. Kev, what about yourself? How do you see the game going tomorrow?
2: Um I like uh, I hope we draw them out and I hope we encourage them into trying to play a football match. And it'll give us space. We need space to be able to move. And if we can get space, we'll do okay. I think it'll be I think we win two now, but I think it'll be tight, it'll be Cagey. Um Arsenal, we don't concede many against Arsenal. It's a very rare occasion that you know that we even I think we've had four clean sheets in our last four against them or something something like that. Um we have a decent record at the Emirates as well. I mean it it flashes up because we had the odd loss there, but in general We've a decent record there. We've a good side. We're playing okay. You know, we're not setting the world alight. But I think we're very we're we're not giving up chances, which is the most important thing. In most games that we've played, we haven't given up chances. Even when it was eleven V eleven against Arsenal, they, they didn't really have much of a of an opportunity to get at at, at, uh, at our back line at all. Well. So yeah, two 0 no, uh, but I think the second will come late.
1: I think yeah. just thinking about it there you know the big thing for us going back to the first game was our midfield which was just awful um, yeah, non-existent and and I don't want to see us sit back where Arsenal pen is in and, and you know no, and, I, l- lashing balls in the box and anything could happen I want to see us hold the line but I don't want to see us be miles up the pitch where they can look for like Saka Martinelli and um, Ketty if he plays Lacazette, try getting him. Lacazette doesn't really run behind you but I don't want to. I want to, I want to see us be, be brave, but not stupid, because that's playing into yeah. their hands, right? But what I would say is, I think Curtis Jones, if he plays in midfield, could be huge here, because what Arsenal don't like is players picking up balls and running and running yeah. with, it, with, with with direct running. I'm not talking about running sideways with it or running at the angles. I mean just getting skipping by a player and running hard at you because they look all over the shop when you do that to them they really do they look all over the shop and I know we don't have Salah and Mane with the pace and and just how clinical Salah has been but if you can get Curtis Jones I think he's huge if you can get him running you know and making space Firmino will do something for you there's no doubt about it Jota just loves pulling off defenders when he can and you know whether it's K-Card Minamino it'll suit them. Because they're all intelligent footballers, and if you have a bit of open space, you don't need massive pace, you need intelligence. The right movement mm-hmm. just frees up something for a guy to yep. be in on goal before you know it. And I think Curtis Jones will be absolutely massive in this game tomorrow, V yeah.
0: yeah, I you think Trent will be key. I think it's key yeah. how Trent performs because I was at the game there on Sunday, and you know, Trent was decent, but all the Burnley chances were coming from Trent giving the ball away at the back, you know, and Brentford. <laughs> Brentford, sorry, and uh, he was giving up, you know, sloppy in in that right back position, and we can't give sloppy passes at the back because there's one thing that Arsenal, whoever they put in this team tomorrow, they will be pacey out, out in the wide positions, and I think if Trent is on it, I think we'll win comfortably. I think that's, we'll win. That's
1: where that's where the the. The bravery comes from in midfield, Keith. Trent yeah. can't be Trent can't be hitting Hollywood balls every time he gets it. In around the back of defenders and Salah running on and stuff like that. That's where the likes of Henderson Jones, Fabinho, even Jota, Firmino, the front three, wherever it might be, are coming and going. Give us it. You don't have to hit Hollywood balls. Give us the ball and we'll play out here and we don't have to go as long as you think. So yeah. you'll have to wait
0: and see. But yeah. what, what score yeah. are you going for? I'm gonna go three one as well because I do think they can um possibly get it. I think but the way I see the game going tomorrow, I think the Arsenal crowd I will be up for it. I you laughing
1: at now. On.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the Arsenal crowd will be up for it um, from the start. I think Arsenal will feel aggrieved like after we you know, disrespected them by closing down our training ground and having COVID cases. And I think that'll peter that out because I think Klopp is going, not take it personally, but I think Klopp is going to want to beat Arsenal. He's going to want to get us into this final. And I think when we have to do it, I generally think we... We do. do you know what I mean? So, I think Arsenal will get a goal, but I think 3 1 to Liverpool. That's how I yeah, going. Right. fair
1: enough,
0: fair enough. Um, super chat in there, we didn't read out. Um, from Meme Create again, DPL doesn't allow for passengers, not even as number nine tense. way. Pinaldo and Lukaku are struggling, and I think it's a decent point because the both of them came back into the league this year, and not that the game has changed. Like, um, Lukaku was not that long out of England. A lot of people sort of maybe could see what was going to happen with him. But, you know, you need more hard-working center forwards, number no nine than what Ronaldo is doing for United. And just that argument is always there. Oh, Ronaldo's got 14 goals. You can't blame him on United's demise. But the reality is the team is being impacted. Bruno Fernandes looks like a bleeding Aldi version of a footballer at the moment because yeah, he's Yeah, but they're
1: not, they're not playing to what he should do either, Keith. Like,
0: yeah. uh, listen, I'm not saying... Uh, the Ronaldo
1: signing from United looked, for me, looked a great signing. Um, if they were going to play as I thought they were going to play, right? Now they sign him because Man City were rumored to be getting them. It was just a case of I'm having it. You can't have that. Yeah. I want it. Right. But when you look at Ronaldo, right? Forget the step overs and everything else. He's not fucking interested in that anymore. No. What Ronaldo interested in is being in a side that dominates the ball, high up the pitch, pens teams in, and you put it in the box. Right? And it doesn't matter, into his feet, ahead of him, in the air, doesn't matter. That's all he wants now. And United simply don't do it. Ronaldo's not going to run around all day for you. You know what I mean? And we spoke about United having, you know, um, Lukaku marooned up the pitch a couple of years ago. It's the exact yeah. same stuff now. Ronaldo's literally up the pitch against the better sides. going, oh, I'm not chasing this around. Man City popping balls around them. Liverpool popping balls around them. Like... We beat them five and He doesn't get a sniff. He score. He actually scores one when, when we're five yeah. 0 up. gets disallowed, right? And it's not. But but he's offside. He gets ahead of the game against City. He was just nowhere to be seen because you know you don't have the bravery to go and play football. If United listen, if I'm signing Ronaldo, the first thing I'm doing is I'm going and making sure my midfield are two absolute monsters. And I'm saying I'm winning everything in midfield, and then fullbacks are going forward, and our wide men are going to do this. I'm cutting side wherever it might be. But I'm doing everything I can to pen teams in and get Ronaldo chances. And they're not doing that. They're simply not doing that. And yeah. that's why the signing in in hindsight didn't make sense because he hadn't got the tools to service him. They just didn't. Well, and they
0: paid a lot of money for the tool and never who can play them. Yeah, because
1: but why? Because Jaden Sancho, Jaden Sancho wants to get at defenders, right? And he wants to run Jaden Sancho's a really, really good player. But when you put him into a United side, right, where he's playing down the right and he has Aaron Wambasaka that knows bleeds every time he goes beyond the, the halfway line. And if he does put in a decent cross, he's compared to bleeding Cafe. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jaden Sancho, it's all about instruction. That's what it's all about. And the instructions have been completely wrong. He's actually a perfect player, the player in Alden. Why? Because he gets the defenders and he's a good delivery on him. He scores goals. He moves away from his position. He's good off both feet. He'll come inside. He'll do different things. And he'll make teams think. But when he's standing 70 yards from goal, every time the yeah. fucking opposition have it, what's he meant to do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be like us saying, listen, Salah, go and stand beside fucking Trent. Will you? But when we win it, I want you to be up to the other end of the pitch, servicing fucking Jota. Won't work. Just won't work. Yeah. And I'll put it to this way. If you put Ronaldo into Airside, he'd score forty fucking goals a season, right? He'd score forty yeah. goals a season at City. Lukaku probably would as well because we just use them the right way. And it's brave football. It's big boy football, as Shani calls it. And you know, it simply haven't done
0: it. Yeah, but it's also. You know, Ronaldo will always get his field and others won't. And this happened at Juventus over his time there as well. Other players sort of suffered and it's happening at Manchester United. I think they've a huge problem and I think they're probably going to have to shift them. Um, whether it's yeah. this summer or, or next summer. It, we, we spoke last night about the idea of Suarez yeah. going into Aston Villa. And we were arguing saying you know, Suarez will want to be a fourth-choice player there, and Villa are struggling to get Ollie Watkins and Danny Ings, any cohesion between them, and they're going to throw another one in there. So, yeah, I suppose it's these players, there's an ego involved, and once he gets to oh, yeah, numbers, the he'll be happy. Yeah, I heard that he, that he had a struggle oh, taking off of Harry McGuire, did he? That,
2: yeah, he got, well, he got, he brought, he came on, I think he brought Rashford on, or Sancho. He brought Maguire on at the same time, but it was, um, I mean, proper. If it was one of the kids that you were coaching, you you wouldn't talk to him for you wouldn't talk to him for a week. Yeah, you know, because it was proper stamping feet, hissy fit, throwing coats around the place.
1: Yeah, but but, but Kev, it, he's being sold pointless. a pulp, Kev.
2: He was, but he but, knows. No, but he hold on, hold know. on,
1: Kev, listen I tell you. If you walk into a football club and they say to you, regardless of who it is, Oli Gunnar chair Ralph Ranyuk, whoever it is, they you walk in and they say to you, "Listen, this is what's going to happen, right? We're going to put you in that side, and what we're going to do is we're going to have Greenwood, who's a fucking great player, by the way, right? We're going to have Rashford, who on his day is 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 brilliant, right? We have Cavani as your backup. We're bringing in Jade Sancho Sanchez as a player, okay? We have this is what we have. We're going to put these in midfield. We're bringing in Varane at the back. We're going through this. You go, yeah, that's great, and then he shows up, right? And all these players are forty yards away from him when they don't have the ball, and you can yeah. see him in games looking, going, "What is going on here?" He has clearly realised, right, that from all eight uh, early doors, this is a fucking joke. Ranik's come in and has not done too much better. Too much. No, I'm not saying he's a he's a um, Ronaldo was a saint by any means, but what I'm saying is he's clearly noticed something here, and at the back end of the Oli stuff before he leaves. You can know Ronaldo's not fucking interested anymore. Yeah. But then Rania comes in and what did he do? They he go even narrower? Right? They go even narrower? That's not what he wants. You know what I mean? That's not what he wants. Yeah. It would be like, it would be like saying to say Mo Salah, you're playing up front, right? But we're putting no one up front with you. We're leaving you up there on your own. We're playing five across the middle of the park, three three DMs and two wing backs. Won't we'll work for you. It's not matter how good you are. no matter how fucking good you are. You can be Leo Messi up there on your own. But if you're up there on your own and the other lads are 40 yards away and you're trying to get close to when you get the ball, it's never going to happen. He's in no way an angel. But he was sold a pup because I'd say he was told we're getting this player, that player, and we want to do this style and your key to it. And he's turned up and he's going, they're just doing exactly what they've done last season
0: by just playing the percentage all the time and hoping for the best because that's what they're doing hmm mm-hmm. okay we'll move on from that we'll agree to disagree i'm right you're wrong gav deal. Okay. Right. um <laughs> uh, yeah barry definitely makes a good point there in all seriousness it's like salah with egypt in the afcon like he was playing centrally and he was so far away from the supporting players mm-hmm. that he just well, he couldn't do it, it, it? it's a valid game. point
2: yeah you can impact the game from
0: there yeah it, it's a valid point you know what i mean but um look Enough about them. Thanks for the super chat. Um, mem-, mem-, mem create, Meme create, whatever. You well, give it a go. You know, it's all it can do. Yeah. Um, so the I game, and anyway, goal. we all think we we all think it's gonna be a win for Liverpool. Kev's going two 0 myself and yourself. are going for three one. Um, hopefully, we're right. You know, hopefully Liverpool can secure a, a cup final because I like the League Cup. I think you know you. We've seen teams win it in February and then down hills, but this Liverpool team won't do that because they're still, you know big things to chase and I think Man City have proved over the years that you can get that title wrapped up in uh, February that you can push on and you can get a, a nice little drive for the end of the season so yeah, it'll be interesting if we can get that um, in the bag it will be you know, a nice little bonus so yeah, I think 3-1 win, Reds go through. So that's enough about the football everyone stick with us, we're going to have a little chat now Gav about the what, what, what's coming up with regards to our new uh, partner, um, Felicon. Yeah,
1: so I spoke a bit earlier about it. Um, Felicon, um as you can see on screen, and you will see if you're listening back or on the audio, um, you will see stuff in the show description. So, basically, what's happening is um, we've we've made these our charity partner. We, we've contacted them; they're absolutely delighted for, to, for us to try and help out. Okay, so Failicon are a Support service for parents and family who have lost children through pregnancy, throughout pregnancy, or just after pregnancy, shortly after pregnancy. Okay, um, they are a non-for-profit um, organization. They do um, they do phone support, they do group support. Um, there's loads of stuff on on their website. And um, when you read through as to what they try to do of the of the. You know the base that they're trying to do are off it's 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 extraordinary work that they do to be perfectly honest with you so we got in contact with them and um, this all came from a golf day as i said that we organized and um, just to try to get out because covid is killing us and um, we just have to get together and go on the lash right but we said we'd have a golf day because a few of the not loads but a few of the lads um with the podcast play golf as you may have heard and um, rumors going around so then we we, we said look we we'll what let's do charity let's do something with, with a charity and these are these were brought forward and the minute we see in the mirror like yeah 100 percent. you know it's different to what we've done before and um, by fundraising money to help sick kids and stuff like that or recovering children this is um this is for people that have lost kids um as i said throughout pregnancy or um shortly after so what we've done is we've set this up so we're going to actually give this a bash for six months solid right um we have in the show description you will see the details of Falacon. you will see their website listed so you can go and see exactly what they do you can also see a link to an iDonate page very similar to go for me it's called idonee you can go in there and um, it's titled under their name for Failicon, and it tells you a bit about them it tells you what we're trying to do how much we're trying to raise and why we're trying to raise it okay so the link as i said for the website is in the show description and the link to donate. Okay. Um, on our website, on our website, you have a link to Failicon as to what they do and a link to the donate page as well. So it's very easy. If you're unsure, go to lfcdt.com. It's on the front page. We haven't hidden it away in its own little section. It's right on the front page. Straight under the two um most recent videos you would see on our on our uh, website. Go in there, and um, hit the donate button and donate. Okay. And um, we're going to push this on nearly every show now for the next six months as hard as we possibly can. We've set a target of 10,000 euros. Okay. I think that's very doable. Judging by, judging by um, what we've done in the past and what our listeners are willing to do to help share, donate. I think 10,000 is, is very, very easily doable. If we go beyond that, absolutely brilliant. But what's come up, we want you to donate. We want you to share we want you to let people know about this charity. You're going to hear an awful lot about us. And as I said from the outset on all this, I make no apologies for talking yeah. about this charity on every show. None. If you don't want to listen to them, don't listen. But I make no apologies talking about a charity like this, right? Because it's, a, it's an outstanding charity, in my opinion. What we want you to do, share. Take the link for the donate and share it across wherever you can find. Donate yourself. Um... As little or as much as you can Share it wherever you can Okay um, Share the donate link Share the information About this charity as well Because people like information If you give them to them That's absolutely fine With regards to the Gulf um, I'm going to put something up On the screen here I'm going to read through it For people that might listen On an audio right So this is what's happening With the Gulf Okay So I'll just set that up there So um, It's ourselves And a company called Williams International Who are a property company In Dubai And um, um, a good friend of ours is p- part owner of that, and they've decided to help us fund the day. So, with regards to this the funding, the day we'll be looking after players on the day with a few bits and pieces for them, you know, drinks, bit of food, wherever it might be. So, I want to thank them first of all. Right, it's in aid of Felacon. It's in it's in Ashbourne Golf Club on Friday the tenth of June. Um. 2022 so it says we're excited to launch our inaugural golf day in 2022 and we've chosen a fantastic charity partner failure is a not-for-profit organization that provides support to anyone affected by the death of a baby during or after pregnancy okay 32 players will play on the day (coughs) of which all the spots are filled um 50 euro uh each per player who will pay that will cover their food their lunch and some prize funds um to pay out on the team's finishing fourth and second Sponsorship on the day will play a big part in the final amount we can present to our chosen charity. So any help in this regard I've massively appreciated. Here's what we have to offer. So there's 18 holes in golf. Um, the usual thing out of sponsor, thing like this, is to sponsor the tee box on each 18. We have made these available at 100 euro if somebody wants to pay 150 200 300 1000 2000 whatever they can for a t-box so there's 18 of those available long drive sponsorship um on two holds at 150 euro and um, but again you can pay whatever you like 30 euro of which will go towards a prize for the winner of those two competitions and the same and nearest the pin two available 150 euro or whatever you want to pay above that and 30 euro going towards a prize for the winner um, prizes can also be donated for a raffle that will be ran on the day and all proceeds going to account. So if you want to donate a voucher, if you want to donate a bottle of whiskey, if you want to donate anything at all, and um, that you think would be useful for us on the day, you can absolutely, um, let us know. We can, if it's a voucher, you can email us. We can print it out. If it's something physical, you can send it to us. If you're near us in, in Dublin or wherever, we can collect it off you. We can organize that. So, that's the goal day. That's how people can help out. And, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. People are saying, um, what about Super Chats? Don't do it through Super Chats because yeah. the YouTube take forty percent Okay? We don't want Super Chats. Keep them. I'll turn them off if I have to. Yeah. I would rather you give me five quid, right? And instead of us getting 350 of it, I'd rather the five quid go directly to this charity. Yeah. So, as I said, in every show from now on, whether you watch live watch it back listen back you click on the show description it will give you the website for Failicon. it will give you the link to the donate page and our target is 10 grand with the golf day we're hoping to raise about of that on the golf day so we're looking for about seven from now to june i know we can do this like i know we can do it um you know people just click on the link how much do you want to give bang there you go but Please, please, please share it to all your family, all your friends, and share both. There's the website to have <coughs> them and there is the information with regards to donation. And we will do this. Um easy. We'll do this. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do a couple of things between now and June before the golf day comes about where we will do some fundraising and stuff like that. We'll do some fun stuff where, you know, keep my end up having to jump in that canal. Um but other than, other than that look we're just going to push it on every show we're going to tell you all about it and if you can donate great if not the best thing you can do is share it and just say to people look these lads do this we're doing it constantly now with charity and we will be contributing as well um, don't worry about that we will be contributing to that so if you can help absolutely brilliant but um, it's a fantastic charity and as I said if you can back us between now and June and we can hand over 10,000 euros to that charity it
0: would be be, it'd be absolutely phenomenal yeah and i think the charity really would you know every little helps and especially it's not a huge well-known charity it's not you know something I'd, i hadn't heard of it but mm. it's such a, a well you know it's in a, a well-intentioned we we can probably all know somebody who's gone through this process of losing a yeah. child at birth or, or during pregnancy and it's it's a horrific thing it's a harrowing thing and it's you know it's it's something that maybe parents don't get the the support when they're going through it and and to see a charity offering this you know I think it's a perfect fit for what Gav you have looked to do with this channel and we say all the time much like you call your Bob Geldof you're going to be hounding these people give me oh, your money gosh. give me your money for the next 6 months yeah. but it's you know the 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 the, the ploy that we take in this and and the support that we can give to this you know to help one person in life that you know it's so we we don't do this to help ourselves put it that way If we, no, can we, don't, help we don't we don't get over yeah
1: like we don't like like you can put on an event like this right and the players could turn up pay 50 quid get fucking golf and a bit of food and that's them done but we you know, when you want to do raffles and you want to do different pieces, a lot of the people that are coming to this golf day are friends of ours. There are, some of them are listeners. Some of them are viewers. Some of them, you know what I mean, whatever way it's falling. Some of them run with our podcasts and our mates. And we don't we don't get any of it. But what we've committed to, along with Williams International, is to say, right, the players are torn up on that day. And, are, and trust me, all them players are going to hammer people between now and June. and in return we're going to look after them on the day which is absolutely fair Um, you know they'll tone up they'll get they'll get looked after with regards to different bits and pieces before joining and after the golf and, and that evening and in return, they're going to go looking for sponsors. They're going to look and going for donations. They're going to go looking for spot prizes. They're going to probably, um, donate themselves. We could end up with an auction on the night if things go right. It's the first ever event we've done like this as a golf day. And we, we'd love to build it over the years and next year be even bigger with a different charity or the same charity, wherever it might be. So, um, we're committed to looking after the players and, anyone everyone that's helping on the day you know I know my wife is taking the day off to come and help now she's not getting nothing you know what I mean she'll get her a few drinks she's not she's not getting all the, the goodies <laughs> the the she can yeah, yeah, in, the she lounge in the lounge, lounge with, glass, with the, glass with the bank, with the bank card um <laughs> but no like the likes of um, I know Gar that doesn't play golf is going to go I know Shawnee's definitely going to go Keith you'll go we'll yeah. see if we can get Kev Chris if they want yeah. to come over or wherever it might be and they're all going to give a dig out of the golf course on the day they're going to give a dig out later on that night and you know it's only right you look after people when they're doing that for you because they're putting an awful lot of work in and it's look we're going to make a contribution to making the day as successful as it can but on top of that we're going to make a contribution to Fela Kane off or um, Fela Khan off our own bat, you know, yeah. besides all that. So, um, yeah, it's 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 um, it's it, it's an exciting, it's a day to look forward to, but it's going to be six months of hard work and we're determined. I'd love to get to that day where we're 10 grand in. Yeah. And we go, right, lads, everything's And that's the easy, cream. Bonus. Yeah. The
2: example. is the cream. Yeah, that, exactly. that's, that's,
1: That'd be the goal. That's the reward for, for what yeah. we're going to try to
2: do. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you, every
1: single person
2: in the chat knows someone who could have benefited from contact with a charity like Felicon. Yeah. I guarantee you. It's it's one of those things that people don't talk about and they forget about and they put it on the back burner and they move on with their lives. And it never goes away. I can say that from personal experience. It, it never goes away. It's always there. And when things come around with a certain date in the year, it comes back to you. Yeah. And people like the charity Felicon are the ones... Who are there on the end of a phone and they have trained personnel that are trained people who who help people get through this. So anything that can be done for them is is absolutely fantastic in my eyes. It's a great charity.
1: Well, Keith, can I just it read is. out a few bits for you, just just to give people yeah. an idea, right? So um I'm just gonna try to get something up here. Um uh, I'm just trying to see if I can find it.
0: Yeah. Well, well, yeah well Gav's looking at that just well Gav's looking for that like if anyone as Gav said like sponsorship opportunities you know if anybody feels like it's something that they do want to do contact the the email and, and do that we're not you know putting the hammer on you to, to give us this money and all but you know people that maybe touched by this sort of in the past as kev said may feel that this is something they want to get behind and and that's what we're looking for you know people donate if you can't but if it's something that you wanted to do more if you have a company that you maybe wanted to put your name to it's 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 a very good um well that's what i'm saying the spo- the sponsorship is open for anyone yeah. so any individual can come along and go gav i'll
1: give you fucking 500 quid yeah. uh, to sponsor a tea t-box or i'll give you um 500 quid voucher as a as a prize or whatever way you want to do it it's it's open to businesses it's all over the world it's on the individuals all over the world and once you tell me you'll you'll put that forward i'll put your name down i will come looking for the money then um, yeah. and then once i get it because i don't, I don't want to be two weeks away from the event and people going oh i can't give you that yeah you know the sort of way and look there could be good reason why they can't but we we want to maximize what we can so if, if you put into perspective here right um 10 grand. So just to read out a few things, and you will see this in on, on the donate page, and you will see this on the website and stuff like that. But 50 euro will provide a memory box to a brave family to ensure that they can make memories with their baby. Okay? Um, if you look at them, they're very important, right? Um, 200 euro could fund our helpline for one month. The 200 euro those one month. Okay? So if we, if we done three grand on the golf day, it would do it for a year, over a year, Right? Okay. Um, 150 could provide a facilitated support meeting for up to 30 parents. 300 euro could fund a bereaved and uh, befriending training for 20 volunteers. You know what I mean? Um, so it just shows the small amount of money that is massive to this charity, like massive. Okay. If, if, if you walk into them tomorrow and you say, listen, there's 2,400 euros, they, their helpline is sorted for a year. So we could actually support their, just alone, we could support their helpline for four years if we get the ten grand. Four mm-hmm. years. You know, to start the sort of way. So that's how big it is. Um, and that's how important it is. And that's how how good the work they do is. So that's what we're looking for. Um, you know, it's it's there's got there's gonna be people in the chat have experienced this. There's people within you know, I'm sure within this podcast, other podcasts that know people or have experienced it themselves. Um and you know something, it's 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 different to what we've done before, but it's very, very important and like I said, we'll make no apologies about talking about it, we'll make no apologies about knowing people. And yeah. like Black Princess there, each day you guys have pushed this space to another level. What you're doing is really touching and um touching the lives of people who deserve it. I'm proud to be part of this family. I'll say it I've said it before and I'll say it again and it won't be the last time we say it. Views, likes, subscriptions, super chats. Money sponsors mean fucking nothing. All right, now in this in 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 this what we're in now means nothing. They're great if we've loads of people watching us. There's loads of people subscribing. It means loads of people are sharing, commenting, and hearing what we're having to say. And the more we get people here to hear, the more they can help with this sort of stuff. Trust me. If you tell me tomorrow, right, that. Four people are going to watch all your shows combined next week. But you'll be sitting on five grand in that thing. I'll take it every day of the week. No problem. No problem. We're only here to enjoy this. Have a laugh with you. Be part of that chat. And anything else that comes beyond it, great. But the biggest thing to
0: come over has to be now the charity work we do. It has to be. It's as simple as that. And the two sort of go hand in hand because, you know, we want as many likes and subscribes and things like that because that puts us into more spaces and puts us into more ears and more in front of more eyeballs. And that's an opportunity to help these charities that we do. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> that's that's why we want it. We want to put our show. It's not, as we said, it's not for ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Like the amount of work that Gav puts into these shows, and i tell you, now, speaking out of skill, Gav, you're not a rich man and you're rich with, you know, the, the joy that you get out of helping people is where mm-hmm. the joy is coming from in this, you know, and that's not trying to, you know, be too soppy or sentimental about this. This is what we've decided that it's the best for what we want to do. You get more joy from helping one person in life than you do. From chasing likes and money and yeah, like 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 Emma's asked, there is all the info available on
1: their on their website. Um, all the information about their charity is available on the website. On their website, you will find um the link. It's on the fourth page. You will see the link to their website, and you will see the link to donate. And even in the donation, um, when if you click on the donation link, there's information. Uh, the big the important information about them is, is also listed there so you can't miss it um, yeah. the donate page is probably be the best one to hit because it tells you what we're doing what we're trying to get to and the reason why and if you read all the information it's all there no uh, I'm not a rich man um, I want to confirm <laughs> Whatever, that sir but, but um, I'm, in fo- I'm in the I'm in the position listen if this was about money I, I wouldn't be doing this yeah oh, Jenny, I'd be off doing another job you know I genuinely would this for me is something that I enjoy um, I'm lucky enough that my family tolerate it, you know and I include all three of them in the house not just the oh, wife yeah. um, but they do tolerate it they do give They give up an awful lot of their own time in yeah. certain areas of the house because they can't be they need to shut up and n- not make noise you know and <laughs> mm-hmm. telling the two year old not to be um, noisy is, is difficult he's, yeah. he's taking up swinging um, trucks around in a circle and then smashing the house <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's some crack but no I'm not a rich man i and to be honest with you, what drives me now um, and has for an awful long time now with this channel is talking to people, having a laugh, having a can, um, enjoying it and just helping charities like this. We can do all them things. Subs- subscribers are great. Everything's great, but they they pale into insignificance when it comes to this stuff.
0: Yeah, well said. It yeah. Really does, you know, really does. And look, we to echo again, share... The information, share it on all your social pages, we will be sharing it, you know, everyone involved with the Day Trippers will be pushing and pushing and pushing, you'll see yeah. these links coming out and as Gab said at the start, we're not going to make any apologies for it, we're going to really push this because it's what we do it's what we do best, do you know what I mean, It's we, we talk football I think, you know, it's, it's level-headed football chat, we love that, but what we do best is we try to help people that need our yeah. help, and, and you know yeah. you can use your platform for good. Look, we're, uh, we're we're me and Keith, we're in a WhatsApp group with like years now.
1: with lads involved with the day trippers and running it and helping out, and they're all mental. You know, but as soon as you like, they're all mental, like that they would absolutely destroy it at like seven o'clock in the morning over the smallest yeah. thing. You know, yeah, like they're just they're relentless. But today, I have to be honest, I put a message in there at about half nine tonight before I come on saying, Listen, this is what's going on with the golf. And straight away, the lads are like, Yeah, no problem. I'll send it. I'll be there. I'll help. I'll I'll donate this. I'll donate that. And straight in, you know what I mean? So they're going to hound people. We're going to hound people. Everyone in this chat are going to hound people. And... We're doing it, but the chat will do it as well. So when it comes to yeah, the, the yeah. end of it, you can all pat each other on the back. And go, yeah, that's another one achieved, and we move yeah. on to another one. You know, yeah. um, we will move on to another one, and, and whatever comes up, we always try to help with. So, um, yeah, let's let's see how we get on. This is day one. Um, we've just under six months to do it, five and a half months to do it. So, um, yeah, I think we can do it ten grand. I think we can do it easy. Yeah, yeah. Either that, or he's jumping in a canal. 20 quid a ticket
0: used to see him do it. Nobody wants to see that in we fairness. I uh, 100%
1: do. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely because where you would jump in the canal there's a, couple of beer, there's a couple of pubs around
0: there isn't there. You could literally sit and have a point watching you leaping into the canal. Well yeah a couple of pubs looking over the river Liffey you know I didn't commit no, to not the, the Liffey.
1: The Liffey now uh, Grand Canal Dock
0: I think Yeah. Be good with. So you want me to go to Grand Canal Dock and you know you can sit in a nice little uh, so in the summer a little terrace of one of the bars and sit out and just have a look at me making a field and he say, "Oh yeah, that. 100% you know, not, yeah. <laughs> 100% no, see, we're real nothing out we're real okay. nothing out for them look it's oh, a great right. way to finish the show you know it's it's we spoke about the match, but realistically tonight's about pushing the, the the charity and the golfing event. So, look, you'll see it as we go. There'll be loads of stuff on that, but um, I don't think we've anything else to add. Have we, Kev? No. Have you want
2: to add? No, no, no. Just uh, click on the website and read the information that's out there and fill it on for yourselves. And share it amongst your Facebooks, Twitter, Instagram. Tell And physically tell people when you go to work tomorrow, mm. here, check this out, mm. you know
1: see what yeah. you think tell your boss tell your boss do you know what if you're in a workplace and there's 10 years walking there and you say you know what we'll all throw a tenner in each and we'll send it on and we'll we'll um, sponsor a tea box or we'll sponsor yeah. this or we'll put it together and we'll we'll say we'll get a one for all voucher and we'll, we'll get it on to them wherever it might be you don't it doesn't have to be click on the donate link and give the money you can you can contact us with prizes for the raffle because the more prizes go into that raffle um, we'd probably leave it till that night when there's more people in the room rather than just the golfers. When there's more, there could be partners, um, husbands, wives, wherever it might be, and friends and stuff like that are there. And we do a raffle, and, we, and like I said, it's another way of raising money for them. So, um, wherever way you think you can help out, absolutely, um, do your best to help out and share, like Kev said.
0: Yeah, just before we finish, Red Steve says, "Jesus Keith in a wet T-shirt." Yeah. Keith and speedos that's yeah. all you need to know. Forget yeah. about your wet t-shirt, Keith yeah. and Speedos will be enough. Do you know that uh, green mankini that people. you've seen
1: on people? Not a green mankini. Uh, the the uh, Borat yeah, special. And a, and, a, and a pair of like uh, couple Mundial's or something, a pair of nice yeah.
0: on you. Yeah. Well, that's what I'd come out of if in. I wouldn't have gone in in that, but I'd come out <laughs> in it. But look, <laughs> it is what it is. But look, we'll finish it up there. We'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining, listening to us tonight, and joining in. And and um, the chat is always rocking, as we always expect, no less. Um, we'll be back, Gav. You'll be back tomorrow, two o'clock, I'm sure, for the yeah. the uh, yeah. daily roundup. Yeah. Um. And is there a post game show then? There is being well?
1: Kevin on yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, we will.
0: Good stuff. So we've plenty more shows coming up, and again, you'll hear more about the charity uh, throughout those shows as well. So look, we'll we'll call it a night there, folks. And this has been the midweek fix, and we'll see us all again soon.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.